hey guys, listen, it's me, Jacob Brown, part of the, uh, uh, you know, the Geeksplain uh, comic book club. So really quick, since the guys don't really want me to talk about this sound anymore, I'm going to give you about like 30 seconds worth of just condensing down this entire, like four volumes into like, oh, into this time frame. Okay, ready? Here we go. So Gary Hampton is pretty much an entrepreneur billionaire with his family, his wife and his child. And he gets uh, mauled by a, a werewolf in the middle of the night when they go out camping. He turns into a werewolf that following night because it's a full moon. He goes out on the prowl. He kills some guy. He comes back to the hospital. They find out he's okay. And then from there, pretty much, he finds a, a vampire uh, uh, mentor who pretty much teaches him how to really enhance his powers from there. And, you know, he meets like a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, superheroes, the superheroes that we later meet in an Invincible, you know, the, the whole Scream team that Powerplex like joins in, you know, apparently those people were worth the vampire guy whose name is Zachariah. From there, you just go from from uh, from volume two. Volume two is like Gary just trying to struggle, trying to be in a superhero. He gets, he goes to, he goes to, uh, what's his face? The, the, the tailor. He goes to, to the, the, the tailor to get like the superhero uh, suit and it pretty much enhances like uh, hey, the Jacob? Mooner thing. What? 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 Hey, ma'am, did did you start recording early? What? No, no, <laughs> just just testing out the equipment I got here. Uh, this uh, uh, just uh, you this... don't normally get here early to test that stuff out. Well, you, uh, I've been having problems, you know, uh, connection problems. Oh, because you know that's that usually happens all the time here in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, are you talking about Astounding Wolfman? Uh, wolf? Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow Guardians of the Globe Strike Force, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's... Invincible Universe, I guess. Invincible Universe. We go. I guess it'd be Invincible Universe. Yeah. Every Friday, we've been tackling every volume of the larger Invincible uh, story, the larger Invincible Odyssey of Mark Grayson and Co. As they go along and learn what it means to be a hero, but. Last week and this week, we are taking a quick detour before we head into the final stretch of that Invincible run, and. This week's pretty special. This week, I'm very excited. Last week, we covered Guarding the Globe. This week, we are covering Volume 1 and Volume 2, Issues 1 through 12 of Invincible Universe. Verse, verse, verse. In space. Well, it's actually on Earth. It's on Earth. Earth, Earth, Earth. So this is Invincible Universe, uh, issues 1 through 12, written by Phil 
Hester with art by Todd Nock. Uh, yeah, retaining, boy. Retaining, retaining yeah. that team from volume two of Guarding the Globe. The superior team. Uh, and I, I was really excited to check this out. But before I go any further, I am, of course, joined by the only two men who I would trust to make a Black Ops team after a lizard-filled group of ne'er-do-wells take out two guards that reference my hometown jacob brown the astounding jacob brown himself kill as few of them as possible or we're going to hell and malcolm russell nelson not good malcolm best malcolm <laughs> guys i have to say um that's best tiger fucks right I best tiger Fox, but I loved this volume. I wasn't expecting to, yeah. especially after like the first, uh, the first half of guarding the globe was fine, but mm -hmm. this series, like it's super fun. Invincible universe cleans itself up. Oh yeah, it does. I still no. think I prefer the second volume of guarding the globe just a Fair. little bit. Uh, Cause I think it's really focused, but like, this is awesome. Like yeah. Invisible Universe is awesome. For sure. So let's just go and dive into it. We have 12 chapters to check out. Chapter oh, one chapter. starts us off in a very familiar place. It is post death of Dinosaurus where uh, Cecil and Mark are having the conversation where he recruits Mark back into his employ. And we are visited by the new assistant to Cecil, Miss Agent Marisol Velasquez. That's and not her name. You're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, sorry. She's uh, Agent Edelman, the, uh, Edelman. the fourth or fifth. <laughs> um, we come to find out that every agent that has served underneath Cecil has been just called Edelman for like the last like four or five of them. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> This that reveal issue. is so good too. Just like Edelman died like four or five agents ago. Yeah. It's like, oh, see, so it's already working. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a great, I would say, if anything, this is a great, with the exception of maybe the opening scene with Mark and Cecil, this is a great primer into this universe, into this world, because Cecil gives you everything you need to know about what's going on with the guardians with capes with the actioneers all doing their thing post the cataclysmic events of dinosaurus's magnum opus and i this might be a it might be an unpopular choice but this might be in the top two of chapters for me i love everything about this issue um do you really love everything about this issue because there's a hard kid thor thing in this one isn't there it? is a hard kid thor thing in there <laughs> i when i read that i was a like hard oh, kid no, thor eric's, thing eric's real upset right now <laughs> um before we touch on that we get a quick moment where uh, cecil yells at velasquez for keeping a drawing from her daughter this will be a tool we'll save for later but mm. as Malcolm alluded to, Kid Thor's back, baby. Whoa. Kid Thor is somehow alive again. Looking good, too. That Looking good with some... Him, uh, and he's got the collar up and everything. Like, he looks great. Got the collar up. He's rocking the mutton chops. He's doing well for himself. And he winds up looking better throughout the series. He, like, I, boy, he I, does. I think Todd Nock loves drawing Kid Thor. Because every time you see him, it's a fucking hero pose. Yep. Like, he looks baller. 
It's awesome. (laughs) And as we come to find out, uh, the whole reason that Kid Thor was revived was because of the hammer. And when Robot tries to take the hammer from him, he turns back into Raisin Thor. And (laughs) Raisin Raisin Thor coming from McFarlane Toys this fall. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that would be. So we find out that Kid Thor has to stay connected to the hammer physically or else he dies and i thought that was such a cool reveal um that's a great limitation to put on that character too. absolutely especially with like, how powerful he normally is yeah that's yeah. that's pretty smart that's a good way to now uh, again at this time that's when we're getting like the thor movie and yep. thor is constantly thor he doesn't have the donald blake switch to thor thing anymore mm-hmm. that's a great way to solve that yeah, like agreed. that's that's a super great, really creative way to solve that problem. Speaking of problems, Cecil's got lots because as he gets a little uh, testy with uh, Outrun, his nose falls off. Uh-huh. Oh, and as we come man. to find out, he's needed um, regular sessions inside of this like back, back to, to tank. tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a back to tank. This is why we're on the same team, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we see as uh, Cecil is getting his little bath, he is uh, approached by a familiar face, Mr. Liu, who is uh, also the dragon man, the man who has a dragon inside him. And we get some backstory for him. We find out he's been living a long time. And this is, again... The thing that the Invincible series does, whether it's the mainline Invincible series or if it's the offshoots and the side quests, are these page turn reveals. So they are going to do essentially uh, brain surgery. Robot is on Mr. Liu. And they basically say like, hey, like we're going to need to put you under for, uh, for this surgery. And he was like, no, like I can't go unconscious or else the dragon will escape. He's like, all right, cool. This is going to suck. And then it shifts to these last two panels where it's like, and if something should go wrong, the innocent bystanders aren't so innocent because they're doing the uh, the surgery in Stronghold Prison. He's like, trust me, we can do this. The next panel is daytime because the previous panel was nighttime. And you just see, son of a bitch. And then the the next page is the dragon just exploding. It's like, <laughs> and I love that. I love that page turn. It's I a can, great end of an issue. It's I can genius. absolutely see that being like the opening stinger for an episode before it like you hit the, the theme music. Oh, yeah. It's like somebody looking up at the dragon as it's leaving. It's like, well, looks like we're going to need to. <laughs> <laughs> and so our heroes go to battle this uh, this dragon while uh meanwhile uh kid thor and knockout so here's the thing i thought that they were already fiancés at this point because uh, i thought uh, i thought when robot and uh monster girl came back in the main series kid thor oh. was like ogling her and she was like excuse me i gotta go get my fiance Am I making that up? Am I remembering that wrong? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They, no, they you're were, right. They were together. They, they, they were, they were engaged when uh, he was like macking all over um, 
Monster. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, so Timeline-wise, really this was a little yeah. strange for me, but right. you're right. Either way, I forgot about that. Me too. We yeah. see, uh, huh. we see some oh. interesting changes start to start to take place with Kid Thor here. Uh, his mutton chops are growing at an astronomical rate, and um, they are they they're having a date in an undisclosed location when uh, Miss Popper shows up our resident teleporter and she's like, Hey, look, we got to go. And Th- kid Thor's like, all right, we got to go do this. Uh, knockouts like, Whoa, wait a second. And he goes, I hear the call of battle, beloved. You can answer it with me or stand aside. And it's like, wait a second. Uh-huh. What's going on with our boy kid Thor. He's becoming more and more Norse. He's becoming more Thor's. More in oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Um, Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so all hands are on deck to fight this dragon, and I loved this two-page spread. Like everybody, literally oh, yeah. everybody is called in. We got both our invincibles. We got even the immortals here. We got Brit. We've got Jacob's favorite, the astounding Wolfman, Woo! and way off in the corner. Is that a Kabooma Ray? Uh, there's also a powerplex there, too. Where I didn't even notice. Look on the right of the immortal. Uh, the immortal. he's right above that guy who looks like Nightwing but with a full mask. But that's powerful. Oh, there he is. Yes, yeah, this is a fantastic. It's got all of it's even got our boy Bolt from Gates. Yes, yeah. yeah, Bolt keeps Which... getting called in for stuff. I so he's it. he's honorary guardian at this yes. point. Like Bolt is Bolt is the Black Lightning of the group. Where like Black yes. Lightning is like always like the honorary Justice League member. But he's too yeah. busy doing outsiders so... business. Exactly. You know, I love it. Uh, yeah, I love throughout this book where pe- like different people keep coming to him, and be like, "Hey, dude, you should get in on this." Yeah, and he's, he's like, like eh, it's not my "I'm bad. happy where I'm at." <laughs> like I, it Bolt's reminds. The best. Yeah, he's. Su- it just reminds me of like. Like that guy who, like he's he's that uh he's that teacher that college teacher who teaches you in theater and he's like, you gotta go do this stuff, man. Like I'm cool here, but you guys yeah. you guys got something. Spe- yeah. Especially with his relationship with Kid Thor and not. Yeah, he is he is very much that guy. I love it. I dig it. So um, we see that there is a potential prison break on our hands. However, we get a not Nightwing and Chupacabra show up. And uh, they're able to detain our wannabe escapees. Um, they are able to basically defeat the dragon by finishing the surgery for Dr. Liu. And uh, him and his compatriots escape thanks to our boy. Our boy himself, Isotope. Isotope. Mm-hmm. However... This mission was not without casualties, as we find out that Doctor or uh, Agent Edelman the Fifth has died. Marisol Velasquez died in the melee, and like I said, what I love so much about this issue is that it gives you such a complete portrait of who Cecil is, and the moment where he, you know, he meets this new agent, and he's like. Yeah, Edelman is fine, sir. I know the drill saves time. And he's like, I've saved enough of that too lately. Too much. What's your name? 
He says, Koslowski, Sir Ben, Sir Ben Koslowski. And then we pan back and we see all of the mementos from former agents that he yelled at uh, Agent Velasquez about earlier. Loved it. Loved it. Amazing character work. Yes. That is really good, subtle character. Uh, Phil Hester is really good at that. And it, that's the thing that continues totally. running throughout this entire series. Yeah. Like each issue then kind of, you know, uh, not each issue, but most of the issues are like one shot adventures spotlighting a character. And you get that kind of character work throughout the whole thing. And he's so good at that. Of just like settle, pick up, and then heavy payoff. Yep. So good. Totally agree. And speaking of one-off character-focused issues, Chapter 3 brings us face-to-face with the worst day of guarding the globe, the death of cast iron. (laughs) (laughs) Moment of silence for our cast iron comrade. Oh, poor guy. Silence, Jacob. Jesus. Oh, Oh, sorry. You mean silence for him? You You really want silence for this guy? Yes. Okay. So we <laughs> so we find out that Chupacabra is dealing with some PTSD from having uh, from essentially getting cast iron killed, and uh, Chupacabra has made his way to uh, Cast Iron's hometown, rocking his uh, Nightwing hair from the '90s animated series. Uh-huh. They're doing this just so that I root for him. That's the only reason <laughs> they do this. So, the only okay. reason they give him this haircut. We're gonna we're we're gonna give a Chupacabra check in after this issue and then later on because I'm curious if you still feel the same way about Chupacabra. So we find out that uh, Cast Iron's family sucks, like really sucks. Mm-hmm. Like they're essentially warlords that are like holding the town ransom and in typical Colossus fashion, just like in the typical Colossus are terrible. fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same sucks. exact thing with Colossus, and so. Uh, basically, Chupacabra's like, all right, fuck this. And he goes on a one-man war against this family who Just... all have ca- the cast iron ability. Down to the grandma, which was awesome. The, the grandma <laughs> reveal was so cool. That was so good. He's just like, hey, I'm not going to hurt. And then her hand turns cast iron. He's like, oh, you got to be like, joking. Oh, and then he gets thrown out of the window. <laughs> so good. And I, I will say, I dug this moment where they're like, all right, we're going to toss his body in with the pigs, throw his bag in there too. You hear the Ooh. squeals and then thuds and then silence. They look over, all the pigs have been gutted. Of course, not advocating for animal cruelty or animal violence. No, absolutely not. But the start of this badass reveal of Chupacabra continuing his war with I don't know these guys. So they're, they're the Bolsheviks. So Chupacabra leads the Bolsheviks <laughs> over to the this dam, right? And he he does have this great line where he's like, you're all bulletproof. My claws can't so much as scratch your iron hides. Even the weakest among you could splatter me against the wall of that dam like I was a mouse. But before you metal bastards rip me limb from limb, answer me one question. And then they go, they flash over to the other guys. So they're like, where's all the C4? And he's like, you float and then blows the dam. The water rushes through. Fucking cool. very cool and, moment. And he's doing that 
pose, I swear to God, it has to be the inspiration. Uh, it's in Mission Impossible, the first one, when Ethan Hunt is like running uh, in front of the fish tank that exploded. And oh, he's yeah. Got, like, and he's the like, arms like, up. Oh, like, it's the same exact pose. Yeah, and it's absolutely so it is. <laughs> and so all of the, uh, the Bolsheviks have to turn off their cast iron ability so that they can rise back to the surface. And uh, at this point, we flash forward. The Guardians have shown up, taken everybody into custody, and uh, Chupacabra picks up a flask. They say, uh, hey, what you got there? You're not back on the sauce, are you? And he says, it's not for me. It's a gift in Milos's honor. I'm too weak for it. And he throws the flask at Milos's dad, and he says, the police may not come to sickle Mr. Stoge- Mr. Bolshevik, but the Guardians of the Globe do. Bad ass, right? I'm going to say up two notches. Up two notches from where he was. This was okay, like a that. good outing for him. I like that. Yeah. All right. Then we get to chapter four. And chapter four is where shit pops off. Woo! <laughs> if you're a fan yeah. of Best Tiger, this is the series for you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because this entire issue is basically just about how uh, Best Tiger wipes out the entire Guardians team. Best Tiger kills everybody. Literally everybody in the gr- like the greatest ways. It's so and, sick. I mean, he even he he kills poor Yeti. The the way that he kills Yeti is the most heartbreaking. It's kind of tight though. He just dives into his giant mouth and then basically scrapes and claws his way out of him. Yes. So sick. Super cool. And then uh he hits that kill shot on Kaboomerang, and I got real sad. Because, like, as this is going through, I'm like, all right, is this real? Because we haven't gone past this point. Everybody could be dead after this, and it would explain why Best Tiger was so good at everything. Uh-huh. And then Bulletproof shows up. He takes out Bulletproof in the most creative way that I, like, that was incredible. Shooting him in the eyes so that he splats. So sick. So sick. And then Without crashed- even looking, too. Just behind the head. Just Pew. Pop. And then he crashes a jet into Samson to kill him. What a badass. Like, this is terrifying. This is. is terrifying issue. He gets to uh, the White Room, where Cecil, Donald, and all the uh, Invincible men um, are. And he hits this trick shot through the vent to shut off the inhibitors on the Reanivincibles. And they all turn on Cecil and Donald and rip them apart. Like, this is so fucking mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And his final final combatants are Brit and Shapesmith. And, and Chupacabra. And, and so Brit and Shapesmith. And so he <laughs> so he's able to defeat Brit and Shapesmith in the most like again, incredibly creative. And it really sells how good best tiger is and then he fights chupacabra and beats him so he like kills everybody burns the pentagon to the ground shows up and he gives this final like monologue where he's talking to the person who has manipulated him into doing this and so he's he reveals that all of this was just the images that he was giving to insomniac insomniac's back um, and I great just, villain, uh, Such so a great, great villain. villain, great villain. It, it's super cool. 
Yeah. And he reveals that like, hey, everything that I just explained to you that you try that you, you know, in your mind tried to manipulate me telepathically to do, I just let you think that and fed you those images. And then he's like, um, he says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill your power here. And Insomniac's like, you're joking. You intend to lobotomize me with what, a pistol? That's ludicrous. How could you possibly know where to strike within my mind? And Best Tiger goes, did not until you opened it to Best Tiger. And then he hits that bullseye, hawkeye trick shot. So tight. Straight to his dome. So tight. And so Best Tiger reconvenes with the team. Samson's like, listen, Tiger, when you're a guardian of the globe, the job takes priority. You can't be messing around taking out triad drug lords or garden variety terrorists anymore. Seriously, man, you got to start pulling your weight around here. <laughs> and he almost, almost gives that George Reeves Superman wink to the camera. Yeah. Yes. So freaking Bing. good. <laughs> so good. And then I love how chapter five starts off with Brit just going, this is stupid. <laughs> it's the, the, the shot, dear readers and listeners, is a bunch of gorillas in Guy Fox masks. <laughs> remember, remember the ooh ah ah. Ooga booga. Ooga remember booga. the banana. Yeah. Remember, remember the fifth of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dealing with this hacker thing. The masks are controlling the gorillas. Kid Thor. Kid Thor has now grown it out Chin into strap. a full A Blinken. He is rocking the immortal, uh, the immortal beard. Reverse mustache, just chin. Reverse Abe Lincoln. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, that's a mustache. Sorry, sorry, that's just a mustache. And so um, they're able to pinpoint the guy who is hacking. Uh, they're able to take him out. Yeti gets to roar at a crowd. All good things. All good things yeah. happening. Meanwhile, there is a meeting going on between the UN uh, to deal with, I think it's North Korea? Um, yes, yes, North yes. Korea. Yes. yes, Supreme Leader Cho of North Korea. That's yes. right. So meanwhile, they're like, hey, so we need to, you know, deal with, you know, his camps and find out what he's hiding there. And they're like, and Cecil gives the slider. He's like, I'm confident the agents we put on, on this will be in and out without so much as a ripple in the pond. And we find our boy, best tiger has been captured and is being tortured by these, by these prison guards. And then he escapes just in the most best tiger way. Uh huh. Uh huh. He, he fires a gun. he, he doesn't fire a gun, but he like he takes yes, he this does. guy's gun with his with his feet, flips it up, headbutts it to knock the gun out of somebody else's hand, catches that gun, shoots them, ricochets the bullet to to uh, rip through his ropes, freeing him. Like, come yes. on! Like, yes, Everything. he's a badass. He's a badass. He's so that's good. why he's best tiger. That Not he's best tiger. tiger. Not good he is tiger. best tiger. He I don't know who this tiger. guy is. Who who has like the sunglasses? I don't know if they ever name him. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Is he named? I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, he's he's uh cool. cool. I guess he's cool. 
But then we get an yeah. interesting scene between uh, Kaboomerang and Outrun. They're out on a little date over in Utah, riding some horses, and Outrun finds this incredibly boring. So <laughs> she wants to uh, make things a little physical, and for a moment, for a brief moment, I was like, no, why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm. Why are we going back to this? But the way that they frame it, I thought was very interesting. Um, the idea where she's where she's essentially like, look, I'm trying to move past it. And by everyone yeah. like holding me to a certain like level and a certain like whatever you want to call standard or whatever, like you're stunting my growth of growing past that. Yeah. And I thought that was a very mature thing or mature way to handle it. Very much. And so yeah. we find out that this prison that was supposedly breeding super soldiers for Supreme Leader Cho was in fact not breeding them, but using them as guinea pigs so that Supreme Leader Cho could give himself powers. All the power. And this sets up one of the coolest issues, I think, in this entire series, Invincible, side, you know, side stories, whatever. This classic like oh this villain is holding the un hostage everybody runs in they try to deal with him and then we get one of the coolest moments you know kid thor has finally connected his uh his abe lincoln beard into a full beard oh yeah um supreme leader cho has knocked out monster girl and as they're trying to figure out you know what are we going to do here um cecil's like he says Let's see just how much this tin, how much contact this tin horn can take. And he's like, Britt, we need your people to fall back. And Britt's like, don't have to tell me twice what's the scoop. And Cecil goes, airstrike. And this is the shit, okay? This is, not the <laughs> this is my shit. This, this is, is how so I would introduce, like, if we're having, like, a Justice League story, this is how I introduce either Superman or Wonder Woman. Where they're yeah. like, all right, yeah. this guy's too much. Everybody clear back we're doing an airstrike and you just see yeah. it immortal just floating up in the atmosphere and he goes you're clear Gar he's like you're clear make it count and you just see him straight up drop down from the atmosphere onto this yeah. guy and it's that classic superhero pose too yes like the superhero speed flying pose of the arms all the way out right. but he's upside like your perspective is like upside down on it so it looks even more badass like he looks like a projectile it's and so we, tight. And we get that great like vertical panel where you just see the straight line go down into this building and everything yeah. shattering and off. Everything of the shatters. Out of, yeah. It's so, so freaking cool. So cool. And so the next badass. page turn the full page spread when he's like, this childish tantrum is over. And he's just holding this guy by the face. So cool. So cool. So him and uh him and Cho duke it out for a little bit. Cho's powers, by the way, are really cool, I think, too. Limited teleportation is pretty cool. Yeah. And so he put he basically pushes Immortal off of him and across the planet before he pops back. And Shapesmith gets to do a little bit of Godzilla. Everybody's having a good time. They get <laughs> uh they find out some of the uh prisoners in the camp have made a device to Essentially, you know, uh, not so much strip Cho of his power, but make but nullify his powers. And so they come together to rebuild this machine. Brit 
is going toe to toe with Cho. And Cho even at a certain point is just like, I can't, I can't harm you. Like this is this is frustrating. And so he, <laughs> he like monologues on how he's gonna beat him when Cecil shows up. Cecil's like, yo, we surrender, we're done. Everybody's like, are you fucking serious? And even I was like, all right, Cecil, what's your play here? What's the game? And uh, Cecil leads him into this area, into this like very lavish mansion looking thing with concubines and the works. And all of a sudden, Cho starts to sweat and he's starting to feel heavy. And all of a sudden, the mansion goes away and they're in the white room, baby. Yeah. And we see that this machine is forcing or increasing Cho's gravity until he is unable to stand up. And Cecil's even like, we've tuned the field to be just heavy enough to make your life a living hell until such time as you can stand trial. And then all of a sudden he just splats. The the gravitational pressure, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah smushes him just absolutely smushes him and the uh the old prisoner is basically like apologies the uh device must have malfunctioned it was rebuilt under some duress badass badass old badass badass and so the uh the issue ends with cecil basically saying like look we need to start attacking these things before they happen and he's like sometimes guarding the globe simply isn't enough Sometimes you have to strike first. And we get the reveal of X-Force. X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. I love that it's in that exact, like, like the most recent X-Force series yeah. does this exact moment in, like, the third issue. Where, like, Xavier's like, you know, I mean, we need we need a response. You know, we need a government age, like, it's a call for x-force to me my x-force and it's literally the same exact moment like it's so cool and it's got like <laughs> some of the coolest members of the guardians we've got wolfman best tiger we've got invincible bulletproof we've got miss popper we've got mantis mantis super cool we've got yeah clairvoyant okay cool and then we've got the the cool the guy guy yeah that 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 cool guy he's yeah. so so cool so he next volume cool. <laughs> next volume is essentially the this volume called above the law which i love i love that title I this love. is the <laughs> law. Um, the law. all right sylvester calm down now. Law. So uh far can this you get volume your is jaw same. all the way to the ground basically uh, like slack uh, as slack jaw uh, as possible. This volume is essentially the best tiger volume. This is when we yeah. kind of veer away from greater guardians team and go straight into the strike force and it yes. becomes essentially best tiger and friends. Yeah. Because best tiger is, because best tiger is the Wolverine of this universe. Yeah, best tiger fucks. That's he, he fucks. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, we get the one of the best one shots of all time. Le Brusier, who we find out is actually Le Brusiette. Oh yeah. Because Le Brusier, <laughs> it'd be La Brusier. It was a Le Brusier. You all can tell that I passed. Third grade French. <laughs> La Brusier. Oui, oui. 
Sakura yeah. Blue. She's a sweetie. She's Bonjour. a sweetie. I miss Olivier. I'm sad that we never got an Olivier LeBrusier team up. Oh, oh don't man. That would be good. That would be a big. Part. Don't do that. Don't make me hope. <laughs> I hate when you do this. So uh, we get a great little LeBrusier uh, one shot where uh, LeBrusier meets a little uh, certain somebody. Well, uh, Lady in the Tramp situation. Yeah, before... LeBrusier wants to fuck. <laughs> Before uh, the tramp gets tossed in and uh, imprisoned, LeBrusier tries to uh, hunt him down or her down. Who knows? Uh, and LeBrusier uh, stumbles upon a dog fighting pit. The worst kind of supervillain. Yeah, Let's with just... Michael Vick. <laughs> my, my first thought seeing that guy with the big old dogs is like, oh my God, is that Michael Vick? Michael like, Vick? <laughs> Did they do that on purpose? Like, I just, I want, funny. if they do a situation where like they give LeBruzier like a voice or like an inner monologue, I just want Michael Vick. Michael <laughs> Vick? <laughs> <laughs> and so LeBruzier is able to rip Michael Vick's arm off. Hell yeah. And lead a, uh, a doggy rebellion before uh, LeBruzier tracks them to their boss. Malcolm, can you give me a quick rundown on this boss? Who's not Strife? Uh, yeah, who's not Strife or is not... Um, oh, man. What's what's his name at DC? He's DC's Magneto. Oh, uh, um, Graviton? No, no. That's yeah, starts with a P. Starts with a P, I think. I, I don't remember. But he's got a stupid-looking costume. But, I mean, it's basically that thing. This guy just has, like... A bunch of metal plates that he shoots out. Uh, what is it? Magna. Uh, Magna something. I don't remember what it is. Magnemite. Magna, I don't know. Mag, Magnatac. Magna Carta. Magnatac. Magna Carta. Magnatac. Uh, he has a bunch of metal plates that he shoots. So, like, he shoots one and it's got a bomb on it because that's his new trick. Yeah, where's Stupid. my team up between Magna Magnatac and Kill Cannon? Give me Ugh. that team up. Kill Cannon without class Magnatech. Magnatech sucks. That is wow. That is bold words. That's a switch Mag- around. As we Magnetac have is anus. As we <laughs> have established that Kill Cannon sucks balls. Yeah. So yeah. Magnatech's worse. That's uh. That's a whole other level yeah. right there. You know. Yeah. That's like and at the end, it doesn't even matter because Lebrusier kills Magnatech. <laughs> yeah. So Magnatac makes his way back to uh, Guardians HQ and uh, gets to meet her sweetie. The two of them Aww. get together and they have a little have a little playtime. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this is the night we get to see uh, the Dr. Beginnings. Polaris. Dr. Polaris. Dr. Polaris, thank you. I freaking knew it had a P in it. We get to see the uh, <laughs> the embers of the rebirthing fire of the lizard league they're coming yeah yes Yes. Yes. and we get to see not spider-man so yeah we then jump into (laughs) uh chapter seven which introduces us to red eye aka not dark side um red eye basically shoots omega beams without being dark side 
we've we've seen red eye before we have we have right yeah but i've never seen him actually like do anything he used the, the omega sanction that he uses yeah the omega he was sanction. in uh he was in uh, guardian of the globe he was he in guardian of the globe yeah, he, he was, he was in that big Doom. spread where everybody yeah. like showed everything he's from Brazil. I yeah he, i don't know he's if the controller of do the anything well we saw a little bit of it but it was like in the background mm-hmm. of him like shooting yeah. lasers and everything like that and uh, yeah there's he's in charge of like uh, the South uh, American territory of where yeah. everything is. Yeah, you just yeah. He he just he's a dick. He, he's he's like uh, Mr. Negative if he was just Dark Side, basically. Yeah, it's Mr. Yeah. Negative with Dark Side's powers. Yeah, yeah nice. that's, love it. That's exactly it. Actually, yeah. that's a good way to put that. Yeah. So we find out that this was supposed to be a covert mission to take out Red Eye by uh, uh, the astounding Wolfman and Miss Popper, but. Red Eye takes out Wolfman, and Miss Popper just barely gets away with her life. So it turns to the recon team with Best Tiger and Redhead Emma Frost. I mean, clairvoyant, <laughs> clairvoyant. Excuse you. Uh, Am I wrong? They have. They've taken. They nowhere took her, near as good as Emma Frost. They took dare. her from this like super one-dimensional, do-nothing character in Capes. And basically gave her Emma Frost's personality. <laughs> no, she's not an Emma. She's not an Emma type. Man. Emma's come far on, and beyond, bro. Come on, I mean, no, bro. like I, I'm no, not bro. saying that they're on the same level no, of character. Bro. Obviously, Emma yeah. Frost is way better. But like, yeah. they give her Emma Frost's personality because, like, especially look this line where she's like trying to hit on Best Tiger, and he's just like, "No, no, I'm not feeling it," and she just goes. You are simply delicious when you're trying to be disparaging. You know that? You know what that reminds me of? Emma yeah. Frost in Astonishing yeah. X-Men. The woman yeah, who said, I like, positively yeah, throb when he says things like that. Like, come on. Oh, God. Ugh. Come on. Ugh. Love I Astonishing X-Men. I will give you that X-Men. she is like that version. She's, she's Emma, Emma Frost light. Emma she's Frost Emma Frost Light. Light. Yeah, I would say that actually. She's Emma Frost Zero Sugar, bro. <laughs> she's Emma Frost Zero. zero sugar. We'll call her that. Oh, Emma man. Frost Zero. Oh, that's that's kind of okay. so. so uh, I'm gonna drink up. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you can't see this. You can't see this, listeners. But he actually does have a can of Coke Zero. So we walked right into that. Malcolm, right got into us, Malcolm got his hook, line, and sinker on that. Son did I plan bitch. all this in a best tiger like way? You got damn right I did. <laughs> like you said at the top here, not good Malcolm. Not good Malcolm. Not best good. Malcolm. Best Malcolm. <laughs> damn, so Best Tiger and Clairvoyant make their way in. And you have to admit, Clairvoyant rules in this sequence. Yeah. She it's kind of awesome. Is really utilizing her powers, which was the problem with capes the capes depiction of her we only yes. saw her being horny we never saw her actually using her abilities on missions like it, granted it's her using her abilities to be the honeypot still which is kind of a bummer but you know who else does I that mean, it, yeah emma frost yeah. Emma, <laughs> emma frost there's this really panel helpful. at the bottom of this page where she is just like rubbed up against this dude like which yes. I, kudos, kudos to todd knock because that is proper gravity absolutely it is that is absolutely (laughs) like realistic how that works yes but 
uh, you know. Also, whatever. shout out to just Todd Knock in general. Hell yeah. yeah. Wonderful human, incredible artist. Hell yeah. This book Holy is crap. great looking. This book is incredibly pretty. Also, uh, we didn't talk about the fact that Best Tiger is literally in an X Force costume now. Absolutely. Instead of the blue, everybody is. He's just in all great. Yeah, they're all everybody's in their awesome. in their X Force suits except for Mantis. Here. Except for Mantis, why? Yeah. <laughs> no, because he was the bait. Because he was the bait. He was, he, was, but he, he had to look recognizable. Have, he yeah. should have a classic button or something, you know, on the button on his chest. He touches it and it turns the suit gray. Like Young Justice, I get you. I get yeah. you. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. The smartest thing that they put in Young Justice, 100%. But I am... Uh, <laughs> the smartest thing. I am willing to overlook that because we get this incredible moment with Best Tiger in a series of incredible moments where Best Tiger, like, takes his sunglasses off to put his blindfold back on before he goes so to work. So tight. Yeah. So tight, dude. So oh good. God. Best so, so awesome. So fooled again. <laughs> so we meet Davy, who uh, is essentially Red Eye's little boy servant. Very weird. Yeah, I don't. He like killed it. his dad in the beginning of the issue, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of like adopted him and took him in and put him in short pants to be his boy servant. He's bad guy Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes. And so we find uh, we find Knockout and Chupacabra on the uh, Guardian satellite base, and uh, Knockout's hand- handing out wedding invitations, which really hey! uh, yeah. really puts the damper on Chupacabra again. Because not only is he reminded of his failed marriage, but he is immediately served up with divorce papers, or oh, at yep. least the notification that his divorce is finalized. And um, he's a uh, having a rough time poor chupacabra so So, real quick this is where i noticed the thing about knockout and i don't know if you guys noticed this at all and i don't know how far it goes back she doesn't wear the fake boobs anymore no this was this was something actually in it was either in volume two of guarding the globe or in um in volume one of invisible universe there's a note there's is a there note at note the end of the cool. volume when they're going through the uh, the designs oh, where Knock yeah, is basically at the end of Invincible Universe. Yeah, yeah. where Knock yeah. is basically like, yeah, she doesn't need to wear them anymore because she's a list yeah. and she doesn't have to. That's mm-hmm. so tight. I love character that. Development. I so character dope. development. We love character growth. development. Really subtle character development. Also, they started making the nose piercing more prominent, and I find that super attractive. And that's just a note about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Malcolm's Horny <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Tune in next week for another installment good. of Malcolm's <laughs> Horny Corner. Bring your Coke Zeros, baby. So, copyright material. So. So uh, they go to break out whatever is behind this big old vault and they find this otherworldly creature, another great design by Nock. Um, and they find out that the source of Red Eye's powers is in fact this thing. Cosmic bug? Yeah, yeah. this cosmic bug that has been imprisoned Parallax. there by his... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Parallax. Yeah. yeah. So he's... Dark side, Mr. Negative, and Sinestro all in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds that? badass. Mm-hmm. Not quite But badass. he's not. Yeah, he's he kind of sucks. Unfortunately. Kind of really we, uh, sucks. We also get this tease from uh, Astonishing Wolfman, 
from the Astonishing Wolfman where we get this tease of uh, his daughter Chloe and I believe his name is Zechariah. That is Zechariah. Yeah, Zechariah. Cool. No, not sure what's happening here. Too bad there's no way to find out. There's no way to check that. <laughs> yeah, I wish um, there was a way to know. It's really a shame know? that there's no way to find out what's going on there. J- Jacob, so, Jacob, are you familiar with these characters at all? No, right? No. So <laughs> Wolfman okay. goes to uh, escape with... <laughs> With Davi, uh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm having constipation. Oh, that's all. It's okay. You gotta get that checked out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we find out that this cosmic space bug, not Parallax, was was the scientist from another dimension who found a way to breach worlds. Apparently, he sucked so bad that his people were like, "Nah, fuck this guy," and so they trapped him underneath the bedrock and. Red Eye, who was a construction worker, draws his powers from this creature. And this creature wants to be freed so that he could take over the world. So, Best Tiger. <laughs> the is, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Best Tiger is basically like, hey, uh, we got to take this thing out. We got to kill it. And I love this. So, he's like, This is my shit, dude. This is so tight. So he's yeah. got he's putting up C4 and Mantis is like, what do you got C4? And Best Tiger is like robot make for best robot make for best tiger more powerful charges here there bring prison down bury monster again. Clairvoyant says, but Wolfman is still up there. Not to mention hundreds of prisoners. We can't just kill them all. And Best Tiger goes, give Best Tiger twenty minutes, then press. And Mantis and Mantis is like, oh bloody hell, and. Clairvoyant goes 20 minutes to rescue Wolfman and evacuate the entire prison. And Best Tiger just goes 21. So tight! Best Tiger rules, okay? Best Tiger rules. Thank you. Do you remember remember when you first saw Best Tiger and you're like, I don't know who that guy is, but fuck that guy. No. Why aren't you eating your words now? (laughs) I don't remember that at all. I've always been Team Best Tiger. That's not true. It's too bad there's no way to go back and check. It's exactly right. I guess there's no way. way to... Just so, like I, just like I have, I have no idea about this Wolfman character. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Exactly. What were we talking about again? Oh, right. So In- invisible universe. Right. 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 So uh, this guy Wolfman, who is now Little Red Riding Wolf, um, uh, has <laughs> he escaped. looks like the Spectre, but yes. like a really hairy ass Spectre. Can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, yes. so uh, yes, I so can. Wolfman escapes with Davi. And there's this weird subplot with a governor who Red Eye pretty brutally kills right away. But the yep. whole the whole enchilada about this is the 19 and two second sequence, 19 minute two second sequence of Best Tiger taking out the guards, evacuating the prison, taking out another guy. All the while, Wolfman confronts Red Eye in the streets. And uh, Best Tiger takes care of it in the sheets, takes out the rest of the guards and escapes the crumbling prison in 21 minutes flat. Hold up, hold up. No, because you got to go into that. That 144 page is so sick. Because, I mean, just moments of this guy being cool. He comes across this guard and the the guard speaks to him in Portuguese. And Best Tiger's like, no Portuguese. He's like, how about English, Jackie Chan? Which which immediately, like, okay, cool. I want this guy to die. Agreed. Fuck this dude. So then the guy's like, I've been watching you t- tangle with my men. You're out of ammo. 
what kind of big hero are you without any weapons? And Best Tiger's like, I have weapons. Revolver, billy club, pistol on leg. And he's like, your English isn't better than your Portuguese, buddy. That's what I have on me. And Best Tiger's like, for now, it gives that smirk. And that's so good. The 144 counter. So tight. So good. <laughs> and you see it. So after that one minute and 44 expires, he's escaping the prison. That guard dies, rightfully. And the I mean, a glorious buried. page of a rock falling on that guy's face. Just absolutely bodying him. Just bodying him. <laughs> so Red Eye loses his powers. The people uh, kill him, trample him, possibly yeah, trample the, Davi. The people immediately like are like, oh, he has no powers. Let's kill that Fuck son him of up! a bitch. <laughs> like everybody just <laughs> rush. <laughs> but he just rushes him. And it's so kind of scary. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Just let it be known, folks. That's what happens when you're a villain. Be a hero yeah. or else. Yeah. So Wolfman gets trampled. Uh, loses sight of Davi. Believes he's been trampled as well. Everybody leaves. Donald's just like, have to say, Covert Team's first mission qualifies as a success. Guys, they're pretty good, right? Like- we got it. We're done. We're out of here. And so... We then cut to the streets of this city where chaos and riots are erupting. And we cut in on Davi hiding behind dumpsters, homeless, but not powerless. He has gained Red Eye's power somehow. We don't know how, but he has. And then he is now Red Eye, too. Red Eye Jr. So, Uh, Caliban, Red Eye. Yeah, there you go. So we then cut into Komodo Island in Indonesia, where this doctor, Dr. Booth, is being confronted by the Lizard League. And he's like, hey, you know, don't, I'm not going to resist. You're here to arrest me, right? And li- the uh, Lizard King, I don't remember his name, Commander Cobra That's says, right. arrest you? Dr. Booth, we've come to recruit you. So we're seeing this steady buildup of the Lizard League replenishing their ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we get to what might be the best issue. It's the best issue. Yes, it's not. A, it's not a might be. It is the best issue. Yeah, which opens up with our boy, our boy Brandon Barker. Brandon Barker, Barker. who works at Hero Wire for M. Martin Matheson or Triple M. We see him flirting Miss with Betsy Branch. Branch. Miss Branch. <laughs> and they are doing what Image Comics and specifically this Invincible run does so well by walking right up to the copyright line and staying there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, But this is so the wedding good. issue. This is the wedding issue between Kid Thor and, uh, and uh, Knockout. Kid Thor has grown out the beard. The beard, yeah. he's rocking it. He's looking real good. He looks so yeah, good. He looks, he looks like Simonson Thor now. This tight. He does. Absolutely, he, he does. He looks like the the one of the three guys from uh, the here uh, the Warriors Three from Thor. You know. The, yes, Fandral. Yes. Yeah, Fandral. yeah, yeah. There you go. He looks absolutely. just like him. And so Zachary, everybody's. Please, somebody get uh, Zachary. What's his face? Zachary to, Levi. Yeah, to play this character. <laughs> absolutely, please. <laughs> no, I yeah, actually, okay. I actually want it to be uh, the third Hemsworth. 
The third Hemsworth. Uh, 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 the Westworld Hemsworth. The, West yeah, Hemsworth. Say, the other good one. Yeah. West Hemsworth. West Hemsworth. Yeah, that's his name. West Hemsworth. Born and raised. That's a great name. I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in mind for like a D and D character. What? Anyway, West, West Hemsworth. Hemsworth. That is dope. That was unintentional, but that's a very cool. <laughs> that is kind of sick. Really cool um, anyway, so um, <laughs> we see Bolts reuniting with his people, and I yeah. love this. And it also, um, we see Benjamin Barker or Brandon Barker is, why am I calling him Benjamin? Um, is their wedding photographer slash paparazzo. And him and Bolt have a very contentious relationship, which of course they would. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, he snapped some photos of Bolt coming out of a nightclub. Uh, Don't know how long ago this was. Hopefully, uh, Bolt's marriage is okay. I worry for that guy. I, you know what? Bolt's got to do what Bolt's got to do. <laughs> <laughs> a Bolt's got to do what a Bolt's got to do. You know? So as the, uh, as the issue continues, Bolt comes and checks in on Knockout. I love this. As someone who adored Capes. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. the full circle of that Capes book. Yeah. This is the epilogue for Capes. This is the final yes. episode of The Office this yeah. is, for yes. Capes. Yeah. This is, in Absolutely. fact, what this what the uh, Capes spinoff show, this should be the finale episode. This is the finale. For yes. that series. Yeah. For sure. We're giving you ideas. We're throwing money at you, Amazon. Throwing money Just at make you. it happen. Get West Hemsworth to voice Kid Thor. Just do it. <laughs> Do it. West Hemsworth. Jesus. So, West Hemsworth. It's my favorite thing. So Bolt gets to slide back into his uh, stepdad slash older brother role with Knockout. The two of them just kind of like chatting about their memories, about that first volume of Capes, too. <laughs> the yeah. two of them meeting. I, I love this. I legitimately. It's very sweet, so too. Like, yeah. it's. I, it, even without the capes like back knowledge it's just a very sweet thing absolutely you know and you get their dynamic very fast you get like oh, okay they've known each other for a long time like they are they are very close that's awesome you yeah. know and the the like oh don't tell me that he completes you because i'm gonna need my insulin shot you know like yeah. it, it's, it's so good like i i love it i love so, it first off you need to get samuel L. jackson the voice bolt because bolt has some serious frozen energy and <laughs> Like Absolutely that's, that's what I like. So we need a legit like honey, where's my super suit? He's the person to do that. Would be Bolt. Bolt's the yeah, person right. to do it with. We've seen it. Bolt is Bolt and Frozone are basically where's the same my guy. Super suit. <laughs> Funny. So we see that uh the one mistake that uh that Kid <laughs> Thor and Knockout is the mistake that many young weddings make, which is having an open bar before the ceremony. And everybody's drinking, everybody's having a good time. Uh, Chupacabra, abstaining, but finding it more and more very, difficult to do so. Very hard, yeah. Yeah, addiction is a real thing, folks. But we get to see the debut of Newton Rolf. Thor's brothers, his look at them yes. roll up on their hogs, like so cool. <laughs> Modern Vikings rule. Modern Vikings rule. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's immediately just like, we don't like this. We don't like these guys. Yeah. And uh, basically, 
they are full on like Viking style. They are essentially the end game of Kid Thor's pokey evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see that Chupacabra is making a call into his sponsor, um, basically letting him know, like, hey, this is this is getting kind of difficult. And he's like, hey, just meet me at this cafe. We're gonna we're gonna have sit down. It'll be fine. Meanwhile, the brothers Thor attack Yeti, and I love so, this. It's so funny, so funny. <laughs> and he's and Kid Thor runs up. He's like, Yeti isn't a frost giant. He's my teammate. And then Yeti goes, uh, Well, actually, I am a frost giant, and according to family tradition, I'm supposed to go to war with you guys, ending the world, I guess. But a lot of us in the Jotun community reject, and then they just attack him again. <laughs> the, the, the best. Those of us in the Jotun community yeah. reject that notion. It's so funny to me. I I love it so much. I it's yeah, so he's cool. a good kid. There's not enough. He's a good kid. That's one of the kid. problems. Like yeah, and it's For also a twelve year old, pretty cute kid, getting attacked yeah. by these grown men. <laughs> Yeah, these grown drunk men. <laughs> and everybody just starts to kind of wail on each other, full on melee. Um, you know, like weddings are. Yeah, you know, you know how this weddings is very are. typical wedding, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Specifically a white person wedding. Whoa! Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. He right, though. He right, though. <laughs> if they're so, in the sands, mm-hmm. like... Which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a wedding. What's <laughs> this? Yeah. No comment. So, uh, Chupacabra's um, Chupacabra's sponsor gets to the diner that he was supposed to be at, and we find out that he's dipped and he has fallen off the wagon. This uh, this melee at the wedding is halted by knockout. I love it. Yes. Love it. Especially that shot of Bolt with his ass just flying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He looks like he got punched <laughs> in the butt. It's so funny. To Knockout me. <laughs> just wails on everybody until Miss Popper pops the new the uh, the bride and groom to be away. And so we find out that Miss Popper had scheduled this whole thing just in case. And they're at a Jiffy Love drive-through <laughs> chapel over Jiffy in Vegas. Love. We get our fake Dolly Parton. We're talking about the Elvis treatment. It's great. So funny. Go Elvis, kids. Worth every penny. Miss Popper is an incredible Popper, mom. Badass. <laughs> She's pretty great. Pretty fantastic. So, Miss Popper is the best. Like she rules. especially especially in Brit. She like she's really cool though. Yeah, she's really cool in Brit. So uh Chupacabra is eventually found by his sponsor. And he basically says, you know, like, they kind of have some words. Chupacabra gets mad and tries to slash at his sponsor. And, oh, shit, his sponsor's Titan. What a good reveal, right? Amazing reveal. Crazy. Amazing reveal. And, again, something that you could only do in comics. Yes. Because the voice would give it right away. Yeah, if they do this on the yeah. show, you hear Mahershala Ali's voice immediately like, and be like, "Oh, that's Mahershala Ali." Titan. Yeah. So they have a little, uh, they have a little scrap, and Titan knocks Chupacabra out and takes him to an undisclosed location. Meanwhile, Lizard League is continuing its experiments and turning their soldiers into actual lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> that's the 
that's the best thing about this is that you get that page in a few pages where it's a bunch of grown ass men slithering, slithering through the grass. It's so funny. It's <laughs> so funny. This is how oh, I man. picture the end game of the Lizard's Plan and Amazing Spider Man. Yes. 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 This is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. It was supposed to be people slithering through the streets in the back. I could help them, Peter. I could save them. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut back in for chapter five for this two part finale where two guards are hanging out, guarding dinosaurs' lair, just doing some stuff. And this one of these panels happens to be Malcolm's background where, uh, one of the guards is basically like, hey, this is an important assignment. All kinds of dangerous stuff has to be accounted for. Lasers, time machines, dimensional portals, supervillain stuff. Beats taken out of Denny's in Tucson. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, Got him. Oh, I picked this specifically because I live two minutes away from a Denny's in Tucson. And as a... So. As a... Uh, I, I could say I'm a native Tucsonan. As a native yeah. Tucsonan... Can confirm Denny's and Tucson suck. They just do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They just yeah. do. So much yeah. so that sometimes they get closed down and get replaced by a better restaurant. Like it's the true. one that was yeah. right next to where I lived, actually. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's now a yep. sushi place and that's way infinitely yep. better. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All you Tucson listeners, you know what we're talking about. You know exactly that, what right. we're talking about, baby. Right. The all, past five minutes, that was for you. you. Everyone else. Get fucked, it's I like, guess. It's right. like taking the I-10 all the way to Speedway, am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you boy, don't you? It's like oh, trying boy. to take aviation when you find out there's an accident. You think, oh. you're, getting a, you think oh. you're getting a shortcut to golf links, but you would have been better just taking Broadway all the way up. You said oh, yeah. just taking Broadway. Oh, but, but then you get the, all that construction right at the end of it. It like toots oh. on it. Oh, I, they. Oh, you just. I went incredibly Jewish just now. Yeah, I don't know why I went Jewish there. My bad. Hey, it's tis the season. It's Yom Kippur, so uh, Shabbat Shalom, you know. It's true. (laughs) Love to all of our Jewish listeners. Thank you so much. This Um, is the Stan corner. (laughs) So we do get this hilarious and yet at the same time incredibly terrifying full page (laughs) of... These grown men slithering through the trees into the grass. It's so stupid. The okay, <laughs> if you go in, there's like one dude who is clearly like bent at like a ninety degree angle. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, so stupid with their arms like to their sides as they're slithering on the ground. It's they're like so snakes. Good. They're like it's snakes. So funny. Why did it have it's to be terrifying? Snakes? It's what mean. Men as snakes. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Chupacabra weird. wakes up in this undisclosed location to find Titan waiting for him. Oh yeah. In costume. Have, in costume, which is important. And uh, actually, let's just go ahead and hit on this. Malcolm, can you can you explain to our listeners why it was yeah. why it's so important? So okay, so. Chupacabra, uh, we'll just cover this whole because it spreads over the next issue as well. We'll just do the whole thing now. Um, so, uh, yeah, Chupacabra wakes up in this cell uh, in costume, gets out, uh, you know, knocks down the door and Titan's like, okay, well, this is a start. Good. And Chupacabra's like, why did you put me in costume? He's like, because at the end of the day, you're a superhero and I'm a supervillain. 
And there's only one thing that we do. So they start to scrap. Once they get tired out, or once Chupacabra gets tired out, uh, Titan's like, okay, this is why I did this. Because you're a superhero. Listen, you went through the steps. You went through the program as, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his real name. We'll call him Fernando. It, it's something like that, actually. Is it Francisco? Francisco. 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 So, so he's like, you went through the program. You went through the steps as Francisco. The steps work. But you only did that as Francisco. You're a person who lives two different lives. You need that as Chupacabra as well. And so he brings him into this room that has a bunch of villains and heroes and such. And, you know, everyone's in their identities and says, like, this is this is where you're going to do that. And he brings it's a meeting. It's an AA meeting for other addicts, you know, which is wonderful. And he's like, OK, this, this is where you can do that. Clairvoyant like, you know, is clearly we were, there as a sex addict. I, huh? Clairvoyant is there yeah. as a sex addict, which I love that. I love the addressing that. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Um, who else is in that room? I got to get to that. Page. I think there, Octoboss there is actually Octoboss in that room. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. Octoboss. What is his addiction? The, the elephant is there. Uh, what's Octoboss's addiction? Ink. <laughs> Man. I hate it's, you so much. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> First nailed try. It. One take. <laughs> Cut print. Best Moving tiger, on. Baby. I did that shot behind my back. Check the gate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the guy who looks like Red Devil. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's he's pretty dope looking. And then the cool black lady. But they're all there and they're all addicts. And so, you know, Titan's like, listen, like this is this is where we can come and talk about this because we're a family. No matter what, whether we're heroes, villains, whatever, we're a family. You need this. Let's do this. And, you know, Chupacabra is like, I, I don't know what to say. He's like, I, I think you do. And so Chupacabra goes into the center and he says, my name is Francis. No. My name is El Chupacabra, and I am an alcoholic. And that's the end of like Chupacabra's story for this. And I think it's a really good... Uh, I, in the last volume, the way that they treated Brit and his family stuff was a very real, earnest, genuine like explanation Great. of how a superhero would challenge that. Yeah. Uh, this is the same kind of thing. I think this is a really good like explanation to why this character has had such a hard time staying on staying on the level staying sober you know because he's a person who lives two lives and if you can't it's very clever writing like it's really good so how do you feel about chupacabra after this volume because i think this volume does a lot of this is what i remember about chupacabra is specifically this volume so that's why i've been like i I don't want to say he completely sucks you know because i knew this was coming this is what i remember about that character how do you feel about after this, after reading that moment where he, you know, says, I am El Chup- my name is El Chupacabra, I'm an addict, up three points. Can he come uh, to the cookout? For a total of five, he can come to the cookout. Yeah. Chupacabra's all, all, right. all right. Chupacabra's all right. He's all right. Like he, and if you take this and guarding the globe, all together like that's a really interesting story arc for it is a character. it's a full over 24 arc. issues that's a huge arc so i just wanted to go to bat for chupacabra so so in my face basically is the <laughs> is the message about that i will i will say dag all the dads uh, I, I uh, we do get a, a nice little couple. Se- 
we do get a couple like really good slice of life scenes uh samson speaking of cookout doing a cookout yeah yo that samson scene is real good again samson you know being the you know, not hokey version of TV Luke Cage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know didn't uh, Luke Cage dab? Yeah, I think Luke Cage has dab. Oh, yeah. opening of season two, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I I think he did dab when he's doing like the videos. Yeah, he's got like the kid like filming the video. Oh, yeah. Ugh, TV Luke Cage is the worst. Um, TV Luke Cage. <laughs> but I I love this cookout scene where the mom, you know of one of the kids like accosts samson and it's like you're always beating up on poor kids and he's like listen i know you're talking about those kids last week that were on tv let me explain that situation to you like they were working for this bad guy who was going to blow up millions of lives if i didn't stop those kids like then millions of lives would have been lost i'm not a i'm not a perfect hero like i'm not into this to be a perfect hero but i'm trying to do the best that i can like i i love that it's it's the black cop defense yeah you know this is mm-hmm. this is yeah, a very yeah. typical speech that you see given to a black cop in tv where yeah. they're like listen i understand i'm a black man and i'm a cop but i'm trying to change the way that things work like i'm trying to make it work uh you know it but i think it works really well for the character of samson as he's depicted also okay. i think the football moment is so cute so cool football. so so cute so um we also get a quick little scene between uh knockout and Kid Thor on their honeymoon in Vegas. I got looking hot. Which, wait a second. They're in Vegas, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the next day. Did they rebuild Vegas? Because didn't they put the solar panels there? Oh! Hey! Messed up continuity! <laughs> so continuity oh. is strange again. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that, man. Yeah. So possibly the only negative about this is it plays uh about Invincible Universe is that it, it plays fast and loose with continuity, we'll say. And both of the things we talked about center around knockout and kid Thor. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Very interesting. The Guardians are pulled into this war zone essentially with the Lizard League. And uh, Knockout and Kid Thor come back early from their honeymoon. Everybody's doing their thing, but some of them are captured. Specifically, Knockout, Samson, um, Outrun, Kaboomerang, and uh, Best Tiger. Best Tiger. As we come to find out. And LeBruzier. And LeBruzier. And uh, and, uh, Zendel. Zendel Invincible. Zendel, yeah. And or is invincible, and Ooh, that's they, nice. Uh, that's thanks. good. That's thanks. good. Just top of my head. I like week. that. Home runs all the time. So um, <laughs> they're they're captured. Meanwhile, we get another cool moment. Another bring in the big guns, where they're like, uh, Cecil, we need backup. Big guns, and you hear already there. Get down, cover your ears, and boom! Immortal and invincible crash through the ceiling again fucking so cool. cool yeah <laughs> so freaking cool but it's cool we find out that the odds have been evened because our guardians have been turned samson knockout best tiger labruz la Bruzier, outrun kaboomerang 
and Zenvincible have all been turned into lizards. And yes. this is bad news for everybody because Kaboomerang is unstoppable. And mm-hmm. the fact that he might be turned against the heroes, mm-hmm. you could end the Invincible universe right here. Yeah. Uh, he's been turned into a comma chameleon, mate. Yeah. Comma, 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 chameleon. So. Boomerang. Boomerang. So. Oh, wait, sir. So we get to the final chapter, chapter 12. Also, I think in the running for best chapter of this story. Because immediately, you know, uh, Commander Cobra is giving his uh, Cobra Commander speech and. He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill all of you. Ha! Ah, you all suck. And I have all of your people working for me now. And then all the heroes slowly turn and just kick the shit out of King Cobra. I love Knockout be like, yeah, not really. In fact, he <laughs> punches them. <laughs> and he's like, and I love this justification too. And again, it is subverting expectations in a fun way that doesn't make yeah. you feel dumb as an audience. Nope. Where you know, Zenvincible's like, dude, maybe you all messed with our bodies, but our minds are still the same. Exactly. And he's just like, no, you're no longer human. You don't have to fight for them anymore. And they're just like beating the shit out of him. He's like, you should have paid closer attention when you fought in the past, Lizard. Humanity isn't a prerequisite for heroism. <laughs> and then Kid Thor goes off. Beating this man into a bloody pulp. Yeah. Hemsworth angry. West Hemsworth is real mad. West Hemsworth. I gotta write that down. We never learn. He does kind of look like him, too. I can see that. Right? And we never learn Kid Thor's actual name. So I'm just going to say his name is West Hemsworth. West Hemsworth (laughs) is now Kid Thor's canonical name. So at a certain point, uh, Turtle Knockout is able to stop him before he ultimately kills him. Everybody goes and they're like, okay, so we got to figure this out because there's some bombs. We got three bombs that we got to deal with that could make what Dinosaurus did look like child's play. So so, so (laughs) Invincible and Immortal go to deal with two of the bombs and Brit and Robot go to deal with the the third and final one. And Invincible and Immortal are doing their best, taking out these uh, bombs, but it's taking a little too long. And Brit is like, he doesn't have the strength that they do. So he can't destroy the bombs. And this is when we get a full circle moment from guarding the globe uh-huh. to now. Uh-huh. This is the perfect ending to this series because uh-huh. once again, it comes down to the two best characters in Invincible Universe and guarding the globe, best tiger and Kaboomerang. And the best friendship. A friendship that isn't highlighted that much in this volume. Unfortunately, but but they make up for it here. They make up for it here. Because Best Tiger's like, Kaboomerang can do it. And Kaboomerang's like, maybe the whole, no, I'm not going to do it. Maybe the whole lizard man transformation thing scrambled your brains, mate. But even on my best day, I can't throw a boomerang through a mountain. And Best Tiger goes, I study Kaboomerang throwing not your power your power here and he touches his mind and we had all we had all gotten into the cool factor of kaboomerang and the fact that oh yeah telekinesis is his power it might not 
be specifically just telekinesis. Uh Uh-uh. This man is also part technopath. Yes. Yes. And he's, you know, Best Tiger says, make boomerang explode with mine. Make bomb fail with mine. And Robot says, you know, well, we've always speculated there was some sort of telekinetic aspect to your abilities. And Kaboomerang's like, yeah, that's a theory. Maybe I do make my boomerangs blow on cue, which also calls back to the Mm t-shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Uh My boomerang never blows early. Again, Uh Christmas is coming up. The holiday season is almost here. If you want to get me that shirt, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. (laughs) So... And I love this too. So he's basically like, look, I don't, you want me to sabotage a bomb hundreds of feet, buried hundreds of feet below a bomb I can't even see. And best tiger takes his blindfold off and he says, one does not need to see to do. This is all while they're still lizards, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. all still lizards. (laughs) And it brings back the ticking clock because we have the, uh, the digital clock showing how much time they have left and the two of them you know it's basically just a three page or a three panel sequence where kuburmering's trying to focus and best tiger is like coaching him through it he's like let sight go let thinking go no reach for bomb let bomb come to kuburmering kuburmering says i i feel something like a web of machines all around me i can't tell by the way i haven't done it in a little bit at the start of this issue start up Center Man by Nina Simone. Incredible. Ooh, okay. Incredible. Especially around this point in the song. Second best Nina Simone song. Hell yeah. Super light. It is going. And so Kaboomerang, he's just like, you know, I, I can't isolate the bomb. And Best Tiger goes, stop all machines. And Kaboomerang does it. He just fucking busts every machine around, every machine around them while also disabling the bomb so freaking cool so cool so okay. cool he stops a kaboom more like no kaboomerang M- more like more more like uh, i didn't have anything <laughs> did he so he did shoot his boomerang off early is that what it is is that what we're trying no. to say here no. no, he he, he turned it off. It, yeah. it turned Jesus it. Okay. Christ! <laughs> oh Lord! You know, I I've gotten away with on uh, on Apple Podcasts getting away from that explicit tag. This episode might be the one. Yay! This episode might be the one. We did it, Malcolm. But <laughs> we can finally leave. We don't have to finish this anymore. Finally. All right, I'm taking up my. <laughs> I'm fading away from this plane of existence. <laughs> My work here is done. You you did it, Scrooge. You've learned to find Christmas in your heart. Oh. Think of me. Think the meaning of, of Christmas. So, <laughs> so we flash forward. Everyone's lizards no more. <laughs> and we get a great little moment for Chupacabra. Where he shows up in his uni- in his yes. costume, but he's got yes. the uh, the token, the sobriety token, yes, stitched mm-hmm. into his. Oh, I got bad hiccups. 
he uh, has the sobriety token stitched into his costume. And uh, Cecil says, is that a new addition to your uniform? And Chupacabra goes, addition? No, it is my uniform. Is that not the best ending for that character? Oh my God, my heart. Up three more notches. It's He's good people. Great. He's good people. Yeah. Good people. Chupacabra is good people. He good brings person. that good potato salad to the cookout. He do. Oh man. But then we get, and one of the reasons, and again, like all of the stuff we've talked about is why this is up there for best issue, but the ending is what really sells it to me because it brings it back down. It brings it back down to Brit and Jennifer. Yeah. Where, where it belongs. Brit's back home. Jennifer's like, you know, oh, we got to get ready for uh, for the bowling alley. And Brit's like, bowling night again? Or, uh, oh God, okay. <clears throat> bowling night again. She goes, uh, it's Tuesday, Britt. You know that. It'll just be a cycle I finish my makeup. How was your day? Anything interesting happen? Interesting. Uh, you know. And then we get this great full page spread of everything that's happened throughout this entire volume. And he goes, oh, really? So good. Great, right? Good. Phil Hester, good fucking writer. Incredible. So... As we're wrapping up here, uh, favorite moment and what did you think of Invincible Universe and Guardians of the Globe as a whole for this nice detour? We'll start off with Malcolm. Uh, Invincible Universe. Uh, I think it's probably like a B minus, or I'm sorry, a B plus A minus for me. Um, Interesting. I don't love the Lizard League. So like, you know. <laughs> uh, also, I think some of the, I think like Red Eye sucks as a villain. So like, ugh. but otherwise like i think the characterization stuff in this is so strong my favorite moment honestly it's got to be that chupacabra moment like it's pretty great i can't believe it but it's really great it it talk about full circle like they bring the full circle on that character really really well um but you know following these characters for four volumes now you know all together like i think that's that's an amazing amazing run that they did i wish it could have gone on longer to be honest Invincible Universe sold terribly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. There's no secret yeah. about that. It's it's a book that sold terribly. No one cared. Um, you know, which is a real bummer. Uh, but I think Phil Hester definitely deserves uh, a place in Image Comics history for really carving out an interesting slice of the pie for these characters and really giving them their due um, in a way that Robert Kirkman and no one else could. I mean, cl- listen, I'll be honest. Clearly, Robert Kirkman couldn't because look at that first volume of uh, Guarding the Globe. Yeah, you're not wrong. So Phil Hester and Todd Nock, like, well done. Honestly, well, well done. I wish they worked together more often. Agreed. Jacob? Listeners, when you're a part of a book club, you need to know that when you are deciding on a book that you do your research you do understand what uh, is coming up i did not read this any of these volumes i mistakenly thought we were doing invincible universe primer which is a collection of the first issues of brit invincible and astounding wolfman and you you realize that 
you put a lot of effort into the point of like reading not only this issue, but also thinking that maybe you should do some research on a character that the others won't know. So you end up reading one, two, three, four volumes of a character to condense down for said discussion. And it goes to the point where what Malcolm said is that this book did not sell well because I didn't know about it. I didn't know it existed. And when I found it an hour before we started recording, <laughs> I looked at all of my notes and the, and the comic that I was had on my side and went, oh no, this is, <laughs> this is what I get. Oh God. This is what I get. This is my so, favorite day. This was an experience to just hear what went on throughout this entire book. And I have to say, my favorite part is that you find the book and you read it because it is a great chunk of the story that you might be missing out. <laughs> that is all. Thank you for listening to this uh, public service announcement. I'm Jacob Brown, Jake, and I'll be back here next year. Jacob Brown is maybe the best part about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the legend that is Jacob Brown is so good. I yeah, so I'm good. I'm really kind of I'm almost <laughs> sad that we didn't give you any time to talk about Astounding Wolfman with the <laughs> no, it's, with the research that you did. I'm sorry. It's, it's absolutely fine because it's my fault for not thinking that there was another book called right. Invincible Universe. So so what that means is that next week you have to teach <laughs> us about Astounding Wolfman. Oh god. Oh, we, we're doing we don't, so we're we doing don't universe know. we're doing universe primer next week. Is that what we're doing? Oh, I guess next week. No, next week you have to tell us everything about Universe Primer and Astounding Wolfman. I think that's I think that's fake. I genuinely thought you were going to cover all the Brit stuff, honestly, and uh, and I was going to cover all the universe, all the uh, Standing Wolfman, and we'd just meet in the middle and just like find those great moments and just oh condense it all down. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I actually I'm do. So I happy. will say this: I do remember this book coming out, the the Invisible Universe coming out, but I didn't get it. I thought it was. I yeah. thought it was exactly what the universe primer was, which was just recut, um, which was just edited versions of Guardian the Globe first and all this other stuff or something like that. And it was just thrown into two novels or something, which was true. Well, I thought it was in one volume because I didn't even know there was a second volume. So, uh, yeah. Um, what a great story. Man, it was so engaging <laughs> just listening to all of this. It was fantastic. The better story was the one you just told us. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was so worth. I I literally like rushed reading the second volume today because like I just <laughs> kept putting it off for some reason, and like I and I was stressing it before recording. It was all <laughs> worth it just for that. Oh my god, that was so good! Yeah, what so, an amazing twist! Yeah, what? A, yeah. That's a Shyamalan level twist. He let us go for over an hour talking about this and said nothing to us. Yeah. I'm on the old beach right now. Until the very end. What a twist. I was dead the whole time. 
I was I was an alien Holy the moly. entire time. Just guys, I guess I'm allergic to water. That was <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the plants talk to me apparently. So oh they, they've been. They kinda, I happen you know. to live in the same town as Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. So um, god damn. So I can't damn, follow that. that. So good. Um, no, you, there's nothing. I can't. There's no following it. that. Um, <laughs> the show's over forever. That's yeah, genuinely, I loved this volume. I really did not come into this expecting to love it as much as I did. Uh, my favorite moments, uh, favorite issue, is probably the the Thor knockout marriage. It's but I just yeah. I love that and that ending. Like the back, the last issue of this series is one of my favorite issues of the entire Invincible universe. Not just yeah. this book, but like the mainline Invincible as well so freaking good and uh i just i love i love brit man this is if anything the last two weeks have just gotten me on board with brit I, bro i can't wait for you to read brit i'm gonna brit i'm gonna read brit man. i'm gonna read yeah. brit but that is gonna wrap up this week's uh geek explain book club next week we are jumping back into the main story oh thank are god we? or, or oh, yes. god. yes he's gonna do an astonishing wolfman episode just for us off mic <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'm gonna record so, it and i'm gonna send it to you as an uh, as an apology essay to my professor <laughs> for the fact that i didn't understand the work and i completely misinterpreted and I, I, I thought you wanted me to watch the movie. I didn't realize you wanted me to read the book. I didn't realize I was supposed to read the book. I thought you wanted a film book review. I thought you wanted a film review. Yeah. I thought you wanted a film book review report instead of a book film report. You know, that's what I. So that's what I thought. Next week, I'm going to make this very clear for Jacob. Next week, we're reading volume 19 of Invincible, issues 103 to 108. I believe. Yes. Second part of the ninth hard book. Gotcha. Got it. Yes. Is that true? One, yes. It's 103 yes, it through 108. Is that the issues? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 103 to 108. 108. And the synopsis goes like this. Angstrom Levy returns to take revenge on Invincible and all those he holds dear. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. Get an Angstrom Levy um, with some added Viltramite nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are in the home stretch. We've only got a few more of these volumes left. Yeah. We and got... I'm nervous. Yeah, you should be because this is honestly. Now, yeah. Now, you now that now is that this... Ray, now that uh, Mark Grayson is a true hero in in his in himself, and the fact that he's found his true calling and found what it means to be a true hero. Now we actually test what he knows just took 102 yeah. issues to get him to be a villain or exactly. a, a hero sorry exactly. yeah the hero's journey true long-term no booking yeah. limit yeah i'm very excited to see where they where we go here uh volume 19 issues 103 to 108 next friday same geek time same geek channel but for brit best tiger kaboomerang and all the guardians of the globe i'm eric azana i'm malcolm russell nelson and i'm always late to the party jacob brown <laughs> and we will see you next time jacob that was so good oh my god <laughs> remember to do your research kids